The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, helping you to run simple. Host and moderator Bonnie D. Graham talks with the experts about how game-changing technologies can help you achieve financial excellence for your company. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you want to run with the Game Changers, I promise you're in the right place. Today's buzz, faster. What is she talking about? Well, let me tell you. As digitalization, that's right. I didn't say digital something. I didn't say digitization. I said digitalization. And we're going to find out why that word is important to say just like that. As digitalization, advanced analytical capabilities and other technologies are disrupting the business world. And we know they are. The finance profession must change with these disruptions. Very, very important. That's the heads up to everybody in finance. Now, senior finance executives are looking for sophisticated information tools because their role has changed. They have new demands. The tools they've been using for how many years are just not cutting it anymore. The challenge is... How can they capitalize on these important innovations to deliver the highest value to the business? And if you've been following us, we're now in Season 5 of this series, Financial Excellence with Game Changers Radio. If you've been following along over the past four years of this season, and shout out to Chris Grundy at SAP for keeping on renewing the series, you know that... The finance executive, finance professional is no longer just what they used to call a bean counter, sitting with a green eye shade in a dark room somewhere, putting out spreadsheets as fast as he or she can. They're now considered stewards of the business. They're advisors to the business. Everything has changed. If you're just finding out that fact, well, we can set you up to listen to four years of financial excellence with Game Changers Radio because we've been talking about it all along and our experts can help. Today on this special topic, which is Behold, the Digital Finance Professional, Adapting to Innovation at Lightning Speed. Boy, that's a mouthful. We have a panel of three experts eager and ready to share their insights and their expertise on the topic. First up, I'm pleased to welcome a newcomer to Game Changers Radio. He is Srikant Tama. He's a senior manager in Deloitte Consulting LLP's technology practice and a leader in the firm's SAP Finance Transformation and SAP S4HANA teams. Srikanth has sent me a very interesting quote from Steve Jobs way back in 1998 in an interview with Fortune magazine. And if anybody has been hiding under a rock and doesn't know the importance of Steve Jobs to the history and the lore and the innovations in technology, I'll just read a little bit from his bio. Jobs is widely recognized as a pioneer of the microcomputer revolution of the 1970s, along with Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak. Shortly after his death, Jobs' official biographer, Walter Isaacson, described him as the creative entrepreneur whose passion for perfection and ferocious drive revolutionized six industries, 
personal computers, animated movies, music, phones, tablet computing, and digital publishing. And a side note, we began Game Changers Radio on October 5th, 2011, the same day, coincidentally, that Steve Jobs left us. So here's the quote. Innovation has nothing to do with how many R&D dollars you have. Innovation is not about money. It's about the people you have, how you're led, and how much you get it. Shrikanth, Tama, how are you? Great, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. We're delighted. Talk to me. Is Steve Jobs one of your heroes or somebody you follow, or you just found the quote and thought it was interesting? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's an influencer, you know, to, not just to me, to a lot of people in the world. Uh, I, I, although the quote is from 1998, I think it's, uh, it's very relevant today as, as much as it was, you know, 18 years ago. Uh, you know, innovation is, it's not about how many R&D dollars you have, like you say, you know, it's about, it's about the people you have, how you are led, more importantly, and how much you get it. I just want to quickly tie it back to, you know, something that Deloitte has found in the CFO signal survey that we do every year. Uh, it's basically, you know, the topic is what are, you know, the top executives, top finance executives of North America are thinking and doing, and what are they doing, right? And one thing that we found from the survey, uh, among several other things, is that the CFOs are expecting shortages of talent, mm. uh, talent that can lead and execute on growth opportunities for, the, for corporations, right? And we also did a, a millennial survey for 2016, and what we found is that if you just set aside, uh, you know, salary and other financial benefits for a second, what is on top of millennials' minds, right? Number one that we found is work-life balance, but number two is the opportunity to progress and to take on leadership roles. So basically what the CFOs are thinking, which is the shortage of talent, and what's on the minds of millennials. Now, if you bring these two things together, I think you know, getting, creating this next generation of the finance professionals, the, the leaders, or as we call it in the topic uh, for today's show, which is, you know, creating this digital finance professionals. This is something that the C-suite can achieve by adapting to new innovations. And yes, I agree that the adapt- adaptation should happen at, at lightning speed. It's happening. It will happen. It will continue to happen in the coming years. <clears throat> Thank you, Shrikamp. Good introduction to our topic. I'm very intrigued that you brought up the talent shortage and the fact of millennials being part of the workforce. And on many of our other shows, I've heard that the millennials are now comprising almost 40% of the workforce. Any insights on have they infiltrated finance yet, or is this something they're, they're uh, standing back from? Are they in the fray? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, uh, like I said, you know, we, we know the millennials, right? Uh, these, are, these are folks who are coming into the workforce, but then uh, they are very tech-savvy. Uh, they, they challenge the way things happen, the traditional way of, you know, uh, working, working on, on people's tasks, you know, different functions work in the organization. And they, uh, uh, they, they would like to see things happening differently, faster, better, efficient. And this is not just in, in the world of finance but across the business functions in a corporation. Thank you very much. We'll touch on that later. Welcome again. And joining us as a returning panelist, Nick Castellina, Research Director for the Aberdeen Group's Business Planning and Execution Practice. Nick has sent me a very interesting quote from Jack Welsh. Full name was John Francis Jack Welsh, Jr. He is around, born in 1935. He's a retired American business executive, author and chemical engineer, and most well-known, best known as Chairman and CEO of General Electric. 
for 20 years from 1981 to 2001, during which time the value of GE rose 4,000%. Jack isn't going away anytime soon. I think he has to spend his money. In 2006, his net worth was only $720 million, and he took the largest severance payment in history of $417 million dollars. Wow. Nick, I don't know if you knew that, but here's the quote you sent me. An organization's ability to learn and translate that learning into action rapidly is the ultimate competitive advantage. Nick Castellina, how have you been? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me back. Oh, we're delighted. Talk to me. Is Jack Welsh one of your icons? Is he somebody you follow or just thought it was a great quote for us? No, he's absolutely somebody I follow. I've seen him speak in person before. I've read uh, some of his books, and uh, I think that quote very much fit the topic that we're going to be talking about today. I think, uh, as you mentioned at the top of the hour, talking about how finance is no longer just looked on as a set of bean counters, but they're part of uh, the strategic advisory council of an organization, and the information that they're collecting uh, and collecting in new ways is very important for organizations as they look to improve their operations, lower their costs, uh, become more efficient. Uh, there's a lot of different things that you can do today using the technology that's available that you just couldn't do in the past, so, you know, using things like advanced analytics, using things like in-memory computing. Uh, there's so much data out there that the Office of Finance can use uh, and look at things in ways they've never been able to in the past. They're completely going to change their effectiveness uh, across organizations of all types. Uh, also, I'm excited to talk about uh, what what you guys were just talking about as well when it comes to millennials and, and how they utilize mm-hmm. technology and how they play a part in the finance role. Uh, one thing that I, I think we'll want to get into is how uh, technology can be a very attractive recruiting tool for these uh, these millennials today. They're looking to utilize technology that's more effective, more consumer-like, more usable. Uh, that'll allow them to do their jobs better, and and a lot of them just won't go to organizations that don't have this technology in place. So it's a par- important part of the picture that I think is something we we don't want to neglect to discuss. Very interesting. Thank you, Nick. And I'm I'm glad you referenced back to what Shrikant brought up about millennials. It certainly wasn't wasn't something I thought we were going to talk about, but it's always interesting and intriguing because they're here. They're not going away anytime soon. And who knows what's coming down the pike once they get older, what kind of legacy they're going to leave, especially in finance, which is so, mm-hmm. am I right, Nick? Finance has always been stayed and they do this and they do that and they put out reports and ho-hum and now the the game has changed. Am I right on that? Absolutely. Good. Thank you very much for joining us again. Always a pleasure. And another returning panelist is Neil Krefsky. He's a senior director of product marketing for SAP Finance LOB Solutions, including SAP Cloud for Travel and Expense and SAP Simple Finance. Neil has sent me a quote from somebody who I don't think has ever been quoted on Game Changers Radio in the four and a half years we've been doing this. It's Bono. What? Really? Bono is finding himself on a business talk show about finance professionals? Well, first of all, I don't know if anybody knows, but Bono's real name, that's a stage name. His real name is Paul David Hewson, H-E-W-S-O-N. Born in 1960, he's an Irish singer, songwriter, musician, venture capitalist. What? Businessman and philanthropist best known as the lead vocalist of the rock band U2. And uh, what people might not remember is that he is a 
commandeur of the French Ordre des Arts et des Lettres, and along with Bill and Melinda Gates, he was named Time Person of the Year in 2005, among many other accolades. So, reminds me of, uh, who do we talk about? I had a, a quote from somebody from Da Vinci on a show we did an hour ago and the list of accomplishments and and Da Vinci's inroads into so many areas of knowledge is just amazing so I think uh, Bono may be a renaissance man he probably has been called that already here's the quote and this is a great one Bono said what turns me on about the digital age what excited me personally is that you have closed the gap between dreaming and doing. You see, it used to be that if you wanted to make a record of a song, you needed a studio and a producer. Now, you need a laptop. Neil Krefsky, what a fabulous quote. How have you been, Neil? Great. Thanks for having me back, Bonnie. Uh, Delighted. uh, Yeah, and thanks for uh, the added information on Bono. I did not know all that other stuff beyond he was just part of you, too. There you go. And did you know that when he uh, when he attended Mount Temple Comprehensive School, he met Allison Stewart, who was going to be his future wife, and he also met the future members of U2? He met them all the way back when he was in school. Talk about staying in touch, right? So, wow. Yeah, no, Matt, I did not know that. <laughs> very interesting. Well, I always do my homework before the show. So, Neil, talk to me. What, what excited you about this quote, and how does it relate to our topic on the coming of age, if you will, of digital of finance professionals? And if you want to talk about digitalization rather than just digitization, I'd love to know the difference. Neil? Sure. So I actually chose Bono, a non, well, as you put it, he actually is a businessman, but not really known for business, rather more in the music industry. And I chose this on purpose because like what you were just saying, how finances you know, related to the traditional ho-hum doing reports and closing and accounting and, you know, thinking about the digital age uh, may not be as exciting or as relevant to finance. Nothing could actually be further from the truth. The, the digital era is affecting basically everybody's life in whatever course of business they are or in any avenue in life, and that's kind of why I chose the Bono quote, because it's completely affected the music industry, and I kind of equated to how he's talking about now it just takes a laptop to do uh, a a recording for music. If you think about that and and translate that to a CFO and a controller, for example, in doing a closing, right? Uh, Traditionally, that's known as a very tedious thing, taking weekends in the basement of a corporate office with no windows, uh, burning the midnight oil, cranking all types of things out. That's just one example where the digital era has changed everything where it's in in the moment type closing where uh, you can actually do things from home. You do things much quicker. Mm -hmm. It's not that traditional means, and it's expanded that traditional finance professional's role beyond the ho-hum. So I, I just thought it was a great quote, and you know, I kind of also related that to you know, an example everybody kind of uses in the digital age where people think of the, the taxi cab industry, uh, which mm-hmm. really hasn't changed in, since they've had taxi cabs until the, this digital era with you know, companies like the Ubers and, and Airlifts, where now they're actually on the cutting edge 
of the digital era in using innovation and technology. So, you know, if you think finance is typically a laggard when it comes to technology innovation adoption, the digital era has actually made them the leaders in this type of uh, revolution we're, we're now seeing. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Neil. I absolutely love the quote, and, and I'm very pleased that you segued. Now, digitalization, What is that a special word? Does that have a meaning, Neil or Nick or, or Shrikant? Can somebody enlighten me? Because I was told that I can't say digitization. I had to say digitalization. Is there a, well, a specific meaning? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. My, my point of view is th- they're certainly re- related, and I would say digitization is part of digitalization, but digitalization is a much broader meaning where it really is, and people have different points of view on this, but to really make it simple uh, in a broad sense, digitalization is really about people, businesses, networks, communities always being connected so that they can kind of do business in the moment leveraging the latest innovations in technology. It's kind of like being, always being on, always being connected, and being able to do things in the moment. Digitization is certainly a major part of that. Uh, it's a bit more of a specific thing, you know, really relating more to the, the big data, data volumes, and, and, and analysis of those type of data, which certainly plays a significant role in digitalization. The words are so close, a lot of times people uh, mix those up a lot, but you know, I really prefer to talk about this era in digitalization terms because it's a much more broader uh, and, and exciting thing uh, to talk about when we talk about technology. Thank you. I'd love to get uh, Nick or Shrikanth comments on the definition Neil just shared. Either one of you want to chime in here? Sure, I'll, I'll go first. This is Nick. Uh, I, I yeah. agree definitely with Neil that digitalization is really referring to connecting people and processes and data uh, to creating a more uh, connected work environment for the employees and, and the data that they're working with. When I think of digitization, I think of, again, that it's more narrow and it's really referring to a specific task. When I think of digitization, I'm thinking about digitizing paper-based processes, you know, uh, purchase orders, things like that. Uh, and then when you digitalize it, it's being connected back to your ERP, to your accounting systems, uh, all the different uh, parts of your technology network within your organization and within your partners' uh, organizations as well. Um, that's really what digitalization is. Uh, it's more of a, uh, a, a broad type of thing, as, as Neil mentioned. Thank you very much. Shrikamp, any comments on that before we move on? Yes, I have to admit that I opened an online dictionary as the topic came up. So digitization is conversion <laughs> of analog information into digital information. That's, that's digitization. Yeah, I'm having a tough time yep. pronouncing that. Now, digitalization is using of computing power, right? You know, computing technology, internet, and other innovations uh, to, to basically make our jobs better. Uh, so completely agree with, uh, with, with Neil and Nick on that, that Digitization is part of the you know, overall digitalization, which is uh, using latest technologies uh, to make our jobs better, make our lives better. 
And that's the point. That's what we're supposed to be aiming at. Thank you very much, all three of you. Didn't mean to take such a side road, but I think it was important to the conversation. And thank you, Neil, for bringing that up. Let's circle back to Shrikamp Tama at Deloitte. Shrikamp, this is the part of the show where we want to get to know you and your other pa- the other panelists a little bit better personally. So I'm going to ask you a very direct question. What are you drinking right now, a.k.a. what's in your cup today? Or what would you plan to drink after the show? Shrikamp? No, I do have something in my cup right now. Is I'm having a hot black tea. Um, it's a spiced black tea with ginger root, cinnamon, cardamom, black pepper, and cloves. Um, the, so, the, so I have this once a day, uh, usually in the afternoon, but I have it in my cup right now. Uh, this takes me back to my, uh, my motherland, my homeland. I'm born in India. Uh, where we call this as a uh, spicy chai. It's it's spelled C H A I, which really translates to tea. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that's what it translated to. Thank you. It sounds like an interesting recipe. Is it refreshing? Is it warming? Does it make you feel good? Are there any health benefits, or it's just good? I think this is naturally flavored with you know, ginger and cinnamon and cardamom and black pepper. Uh, so it actually, I think if you're, my voice is loud and clear, this could be one reason why it is, uh, because it does soothe your throat, you know, as, you, as it's going down your throat. Well, that's always a good thing, especially when you're speaking for an hour on the radio. I'll have to keep that in mind. Thank you, Shrikanth. Very nice to meet you. By the way, where are you calling from today? I'm in Houston right now. Okay. Weather is holding up uh, pretty well, I hope, down there? Yeah, it's been raining since morning, actually, for the past couple of days. Uh, well, we had the most magnificent sunshine here in New York. I'm on Long Island. Oh, my goodness, it's raining. I didn't even see it. Looking out the window of my office, the roads are wet again, and they say snow this afternoon. No, no, we've had enough. Thank you very much. Nick Castellina, where are you calling from, and what's in your cup today? I'm out of Boston, so our our weather's all over the place. It can be zero, it can be 60 like it was this weekend, so mm-hmm. can't really tell what it's going to be, which kind of relates to what I'm drinking. You know, I'm a pretty simple guy. Usually when you ask me that question, it's water or or <laughs> something like that. Today I'm drinking some cough medicine because I have Aww. a bit of a sore throat. So, But, uh, you know, I'll make it through. Well, I want to know, what does somebody like you take for cough medicine? You can mention a brand. Is it something in a, a bottle? Do you swig it? My dad used to say, take a swig. We used to have Cherokee. I don't think anybody on this call is old enough to remember Cherokee. But, Nick, what, what, are you, what are you drinking in terms of cough medicine? Oh, uh, well, I'm at the office. I just took some stuff from the, uh, the uh, little first aid cabinet we've got. So I think it's just like Diamatap or something like that. But it's uh, purple, and it... it it tastes okay, I guess, but, uh, you know, it's really about the uh, the effects of it, not the taste, right? That's true, although I have to tell you, if you look up Cherry Cola, there was, just like the name sounds, it was kind of like Cherry Cola, and it was good. It tasted good. You never had trouble getting kids to drink their cough medicine when you gave them Cherry Cola. We kept bottles of it in the house. I don't even know what the alcohol content was, but it tasted good. So there. Thank you, Nick. I hope you feel better, and you do sound wonderful, so it's working. Neil Krefsky, where are you calling from, and what's in your cup today? So I'm calling from Hollywood, but it's actually the real Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <laughs> got us on that one, kid. <laughs> us folks in Florida uh, call Hollywood. It's actually right in between uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And most people probably don't know this, but Fort Lauderdale Airport is actually called Hollywood Fort Lauderdale Airport. 
So that's where I'm calling from. Ah, oh, it, very interesting. Uh, my mom used to have a condo. My mom and dad had a condo in Boca, and it was always a question of whether they're going to fly into Lauderdale or Miami, and where was the driver going to pick them up when they went to be snowbirds. Uh, mom was yep. in Jacksonville right now. We sold the sold the Boca place, but I remember seeing Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale, when I would help her book her, her plane trip. Very interesting. Well, I'm glad you're in the real Hollywood and you're the real deal. <laughs> We're talking today with three real deals, Shrika. Tama, and I'm going to spell your first name just so if anybody's looking for you, it's S-R-I-K-A-N-T-H, last name T-A-M-M-A, and a shout out to all our wonderful friends, including Carla Neal uh, and uh, Estelle at SAP, of course, Estelle Lagorse, who work with Deloitte and help us find wonderful thought leaders like Shree three camp tama i'm on good behavior trying to pronounce it right the first time nick castellina at aberdeen group always great to have you and neil krefsky as well at sap finance i'm bonnie d graham very important and interesting topic today behold aha i'm waiting for drum roll the digital finance professional adapting to innovation at lightning speed we even let the word millennials creep into the first part of the conversation i can't wait to hear more so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back shrikam tama and i are going to kick off the roundtable with something interesting don't even think of touching that mouse that app that dial you know the drill just behave michael out When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Isn't it time for you to transform your finance organization? SAP is leading the way with groundbreaking technology to help finance professionals transform finance. S4 HANA Finance, powered by SAP, is part of SAP S4 HANA, the next generation business suite. SAP S4 HANA Finance draws upon innovative in-memory mobile and cloud technologies to deliver one common secure view of all your information across finance. This gives you instant insight to drive enterprise-wide strategic value. Learn more about SAP S4 HANA Finance at SAP.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Comments, questions? Send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the show at hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Financial Excellence with Game Changers. Here we are, Financial Excellence indeed. And we're ready to kick off our roundtable. And Shrikam Tama at Deloitte Consulting has graciously agreed to help me do this. So I'm looking at your notes, Shrikamp, and here's a very provocative topic that I think we'll start with. You said, digital transformation enables transforming data into information, and information is power to corporate leaders. Talk to me, Shrikamp. Let's expand this, and then we'll invite Nick and Neil to chime in. Go ahead. Absolutely. So if you allow me to quickly go back to that CFO signal survey that I was talking about in the opening, Um, 76% of CFOs uh, coming out of a survey said that getting more efficient, right, is is one of the top business priorities. I mean, the first one, obviously, is the top line, 
then reducing your cost. Basically, efficiency is reducing your cost, right? Uh, 76% of the leaders, finance leaders, have said that that is one of their top priorities for this year. Now, I wanted to quickly go back to the point that I, uh, the, the point that you just read out, which is data and information, right? So data, to me, is really unstructured. You know, it's, it's numbers um, in spreadsheets or in, in registers, in books here and there. Now, unless and until we take that unstructured data and then convert that into information, it has no value, right? So data, data plus value is equal to information in my mind. And in the past, traditionally, if you want to churn data and then bring information out of it, uh, what we've seen finance really doing is pouring themselves over lots and lots of spreadsheets and offline worksheets and things like that to be able to get information out of that. Now, what's changing right now with the new technologies, new innovations in ERP and other space that's, that's there in, in that uh, arena, uh, what we are seeing is as business transactions are happening, as a truck is going from one location to another location in Latin America, for example, that freight information, that cost information is getting captured, tracked, and moving into transactional and informational systems as it is happening real time, right? So someone sitting somewhere else in other part of the world could see what is happening to my freight costs, what is happening to my other delivery costs, other cost information. How is it trending as it is happening? Someone can see that without spending three to four days on that information, right? So in the past, uh, information is already changing as you're trying to pull information from the past data, from the recent data. So real time on the fly, information availability, visibility is the key, and that is the one that the boardroom of the future needs to make uh, strategic decisions as, as uh, you know, business transactions are happening. So on that note, I'll give it back to you, and then I'd like to hear from other speakers. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Nick Castellina, love to have you chime in. Talk to us. Yeah, well, I, I think the, the deal with technology today is that, one, as, as he mentioned, it's more real-time. You're getting data as it happens, uh, which is allowing you to take action immediately rather than having to wait until a close or wait until a report can cre- be created or having to go and get a report from IT. Uh, so the finance professional can be a lot quicker at making decisions, but it's also multidimensional uh, and more predictive, and then there's a lot more capabilities that surround it. So, um, you know, now you can do things like understand which of your customers pay you more quickly so that you can utilize that that money that you're getting more quickly and make investments to grow the business and what your customers are are late and and what's the velocity of those payments that are coming in and out of the organization. So you can make some operational decisions based on financial data uh, that you would have never been able to in the past, and that will really help to increase your operating margins. Uh, so it's really all about uh, utilizing the technology in smart ways, defining what your KPIs are, and getting it into the hands of the people that need it so that they can make those decisions. Because as uh, Shrikant mentioned, it's, you know, you just having the data doesn't do the job for you. You need tools that can help you actually consume that data and make it more effective. So I've always talked about uh, having analytics embedded into your ERP solution so that you can actually get greater ROI out of the data that was already included within ERP. So um, it's definitely a time where uh, people need to be much more quicker in the decisions they're making, but those decisions actually have to be informed. Uh, And with Mm -hmm. the technology that's available today, they can actually do that, and they're not flying by the seat of their pants. 
Thank you very much. As you're talking, Nick, I'm thinking of uh, we hear so often you get privy to a certain amount of information or a certain quality of information or a certain type of information on a need-to-know basis. Is there any such thing in finance where, for example, the, the pay rate of a particular customer, which you mentioned, we have the opportunity to know that faster to let the business know how the payables are going, who the reliable customers are, and et cetera. So the question is, is this on a need-to-know or is this widely shared? Is, is there any, are there any restrictions? It, maybe it's not germane to the conversation, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, you know, as an organization, you have to define what information is uh, on that need-to-know basis and what should be available to certain roles within the organization. And, you know, a lot of solutions have that type of functionality to build those hierarchy controls into into the data so that um, prying eyes aren't seeing things that they shouldn't see throughout the organization. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, for those at the top level, those that are making the decisions, they really want to have a broad view of the organization. Thank you very much. Neil Krefsky, got to get your POV on all of this. Talk to us. Sure. Um, actually, when I think of digital transformation for finance, I actually think of it you know, as opposed to a specific example. You know, you know, the big picture, the macro picture is digitalization and what's happening now with the, the technology world we live in it's finally enabled finance and finance professionals to make good on that investment, on, on that, um, basically make good on that ambition that we've been hearing probably, for me, over two decades and being in this to be a more strategic partner to the business. I mean, Bonnie, I'm sure you've been doing these shows a long time, and mm-hmm. you've probably had a lot of conversations about how finance can be more strategic versus the bookkeeper. And digitalization finally enables finance to make good on that ambition. And really, it's not an ambition anymore. It's a mandate. And, you know, and the reason we've been hearing that topic over and over again for you know, the better part of 10, even 15 years is because the way technology had to be adopted, new innovations, was very disruptive. And finance is an area that... You can't adopt innovation with massive disruption. So finance was always considered the laggard to adoption of innovation. But with the digital environment we live in and, and how much easier it is to adopt technologies that allow you to be connected, allow you to be in the moment, really enables finance to no longer be that laggard and make good on that uh, mandate. You know, And a perfect example of that I heard from a CFO of one of our customers is, you know, you know, for the solutions that SAP and other technology companies are now delivering, it enables them to sit in a boardroom where a CFO is presenting the pro formas and financial results of the past quarter and questions come up from the board. They have at their fingertips the answer to, the answer to basically answer any question where before it was like they had to take that information and come back to the board, which never works out well for a CFO. It's probably the most anxiety a CFO can have other than when they know they're going to be missing a number uh, when, when they report is really being able to um, talk to the board and, and answer the uh, firing squad of questions that are coming at them. Firing squad, an interesting choice of words because I thought you were say, going to say, Neil, instead of saying when they, they dread missing a number, I thought you were going to say they dread being fired because they're missing a number. But let, <laughs> well, that's, 
that's a whole other show. And we don't have an HR series right now, but we might have yeah. to have a finance HR series one of these days. Thank you. Shri Kampf, I'm going to uh, circle back to you because we've added some interesting thoughts from Nick and Neil to what you started. Any comments from you? Uh, no, I mean, I, I guess, uh, so, so Nick mentioned, uh, and, and Neil just talked about the, uh, the, the CFO getting information uh, while he gets his questions from the firing squad, right? I mean, information not always is taken as it is given. It is a question, and then uh, in the past, as we've seen, you know, someone has to uh, send an email to someone else or do a phone call and then uh, have them have his finance function again churn data uh, which might happen for two to three days before uh, you can get the answer to the question that you've just got whereas uh, what what we predict with all of the new technologies that are available right now innovations that are happening right now in this uh, information management space is that that information will be available at the CFO's fingertips as the question comes. Th- Thank you very much. <clears throat> I'm so excited. I'm all choked up. Let me take a sip of water here. Hold on. Mm. Mm. Okay, I got it. I think you need some of uh, Nick's. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Nick, throw it across. Down from Boston. I need it here. It's a, it's a quick flight. Uh, Nick, I'm looking at your notes you sent me before the show. Uh, one thing I want to add and not where I want to go with you, but one thing I want to add uh, to add to the conversation we've been having, you say finance is no longer considered a cost of doing business, but it's considered an essential component of organizational organizational decision-making, and I think we've established that. I just thought it was very well put the way you wrote it. So, Nick, what I'd like to talk about now, a slightly new topic, you say cloud technology has finally started to take hold in the finance department. Do you want to go there with us, Nick? Sure. Sure, and and you know, I was actually going to say the way that you put it as, as calling them uh, traditionally bean counters was actually better than I had put it. So it's it's funny to hear you say that I put it better than you did. But <laughs> well, I, um, I sit I sit uh, very honored by that remark, Mr. Castellina. So maybe. thank you very much. So go ahead, talk about the cloud. Sure. So um, with cloud technology, you know, we talk about modern technology that. Uh, employees of all types that are wanting going to be able to use, and a lot of times these employees themselves don't actually know how it's delivered. Uh, but I think for for those at the top of organizations, uh, for finance, uh, for a long time there was a lot of uh, wariness about putting financial information in the cloud due to security concerns, due to um, downtime concerns, and I think those have really gone away over the past couple years as more and more people are comfortable with putting secure data. Uh, online, you know, even in their personal lives with online banking, um, what they're starting to find is that these solutions are actually, you know, just as if not more so secure than the solutions that they've had in the past due to the whole thing of, you know, a software vendor's whole way of doing business is to ensure that the the information that they're getting from their their customers is secure and safe and isn't going to be uh, encumbered by um, you know, any types of those challenges. So uh, more and more organizations are comfortable with sharing that financial data in the cloud. And I think what they're finding is these types of solutions are uh, really on the cusp of modern technology. They're more um, usable. They're more functional. They often contain a lot of this type of analytical functionality that mm-hmm. was not available in the past because with these cloud solutions, they're constantly being updated. And they're updated with little disruption to the business. So um, as a result, 
uh, cloud solutions are easily shareable across an organization just because you can access them no matter where you are as long as you have an internet connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, a lot of benefits that can be had by being able to share real-time data across an organization uh, really speaks to what we just talked about in the last segment, and a cloud solution really plays to those advantages. Thank you. Neil Krefsky, thoughts on cloud, the shareability, the lack of disruption, the idea that you can share it across an organization, the built-in analytics. What do you think? Yeah, um, my, my viewpoint on cloud as it relates to um, finance, I think um, Nick's correct in that, you know, the security concerns of uh, the past as it relates to cloud. cloud. Cloud has matured enough to where that's not even a big part of the conversation anymore when we talk to many of our customers. However, what is a big part of the conversation? Uh, one of the things I think SAP does um, relatively well compared to other cloud providers is finance is not going to adopt any technology where it's, there's a trade-off between the innovation and being able to comply uh, report and and do the core finances well because this isn't like a sales line of business where you could be on the cutting edge and if you're missing something or something just isn't right uh, yeah maybe the sales numbers may be up or down or or it may hurt some forecasts here or there but if finance doesn't report to the public especially larger enterprise customers properly I mean this is a legal issue you know, CFOs have gone to jail uh, for things like this. I mean, there's many examples of that. So my take on cloud is finances, um, maybe their uh, hesitance toward the cloud, in the past it was a security issue. I think with the digital era, that's no longer the, the main concern. The concern they still have today is, is this cloud solution, or for that matter, any other innovation they want to adopt, you know, relevant to the digital era, is this going to cause a trade-off between how I report my financials, how I do accounting, how I run the business and safeguard the business and report compliance, uh, in lieu of adopting innovations that give me some great efficiencies? Finance is not willing to make that trade-off, nor they shouldn't, and the technology providers out there today, if they want finance to be on this cutting edge and really enable them, they need to cover both ends of the stick. Very interesting. Let's uh, circle back to Shrikamp Tama at Deloitte. Shrikamp, very provocative statement from Neil. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, back on the point of around cloud technology, right? I mean, in, mm-hmm. in the past uh, year, we've seen three large retailers um, announcing that their systems have been compromised and then uh, folks outside of the company may have gotten access to their customers' credit card information. Each time something like this happens, uh, I'm sure there are uh, CFOs and other corporate leaders sitting uh, in their offices and thinking, could this happen to my information? So I think there's more work that needs to happen on, on that front um, and then giving more confidence to these leaders that you know their data is safe on cloud. Um, but but I also wanted to quickly uh, go, go back to Nick's point. Um, I, it's not clear to me from a cloud technology standpoint or adoption of cloud technology. Are we talking more cloud-based applications or 
uh, is having my data on cloud or, or is it both? Um, so those are those are Nick? the quick, I, I guess a thought and a question. Yeah, Nick. Yes, I mean, comments? I, I would say it's both. I, I think um, the data that you have as an organization is, is hosted within the cloud, and the application that you're getting from your software vendor is uh, deployed on the cloud. So you're not putting it on your own internal systems. Yeah, so lesser, um, I guess, cost to own those systems, right? The TCL reduces the total cost of ownership of your systems. Okay, mm-hmm. thank For you. Sure. Nick, anything you want to wrap up on cloud before I move? I'm, I'm looking through Neil's notes now, and there's something I want to bring up in a minute. But, Neil, uh, Nick, anything you want to wrap up? Sure. No, I, I just thought, you know, what Neil brought up around, um, you know, CFOs being on the firing squad and potentially going to jail <laughs> as a result of how their technology is uh, delivered is, is something that you definitely want to think about. Uh, but I think, yeah. um, you know, if, if you're working with the right, the right firms, you're, you're going to be okay. Okay, good. Very important. Thank you. Neil Krefsky, I'm looking at your notes. Let's talk about a recent CFO.com survey, which said, I'll just read briefly, 73% of finance executives believe their companies will be pressured to bring enterprise information systems in line with personal technologies. There's an interesting thought to meet the future challenge of attracting and retaining top finance talent. And we opened, uh, Shrikamp just brought in the idea in the opening of the show about millennials in the workforce entering the finance profession. So, Neil, can you elaborate on this survey? Very interesting comments here. Yeah, and, and uh, actually this is a, a very recent survey um, we we uh, chartered uh, CFO.com to do, and it was it's actually a very um, a very I would call it an accurate representation of the uh, finance professional community. It was over uh, sixteen hundred finance professionals, mostly CFOs, controllers, and VPs of finance, and uh, very much in global in nature and companies of all sizes. So. Uh, there was a lot of different types of research that went into it, but this was a really interesting point that came out of it. And I kind of have a different perspective on the millennials and uh, infiltrating finance. Um, you know, unlike in some areas, again, we're not seeing tons of millennials that are all of a sudden CFOs. Okay, a CFO still requires a a level of experience and expertise, especially for you know, public companies, you're just not going to have a millennial running around as the uh, CFO until they get, gain that experience. However, what I have seen infiltrating finance as it relates to millennials is a millennial work style. And, so, and what I've seen, even in companies where they feel they, they've got a grasp on their technology and things are working good and it's always worked this way and it's a fine-oiled machine, that's no longer good enough. There's an expectation you know, from their staff, from new talent, and bringing in millennials to be that next generation, uh, being able to adapt new innovations, new technology now, and not be the, the laggard where we wait for the rest of the business to test out an innovation and then we ride its coattails and get on board. I've seen more and more finances out in front on selection committees, uh, on, on adapting innovation, and, and they're the pilot line of business for many of these things, especially when it comes to stuff like uh, big data and digital boardrooms and, and, and stuff of, of that nature. And so really, you know, what, what this research is showing, 
that, you know, even if you have a good handle on things, that there's an awareness amongst the finance community that, in, that there needs to be the, the green screens or the, the old technology, that that's no longer acceptable. Uh, they have to be able to enable the finance function to work with the way they live their personal lives. And I kind of go back to that closing example. Being down in the basement and having to be in the office in the weekends to do a closing is just not acceptable to the finance function anymore. One, they want to be able to do it quicker, and certainly the technology can enable that. But two, they want to either be able to do it uh, remotely, they want to be able to answer questions in the moment when they come up, and so all of these things, that's that expectation, how we live our personal lives. We don't wait for the newspaper uh, tomorrow to get yesterday's news anymore. We, we go to the Internet and we, we get the latest. We see a tweet and then there's a link to a story and it's in the moment. That's the mm-hmm. same thing that finance now expects to be able to do their business. Very interesting comments. Love to go around the table and get thoughts. Let's start with Shrikamp Tama at Deloitte Consulting. What do you think, Shrikamp? Agree? Disagree? Uh, slightly disagree, I would say. Now, although there's no you know, infiltration, and infiltration doesn't happen in a, in a day, right? So slowly and steadily, the mix, I think, is changing, you know, even though not at the finance organization's leadership level, but at the, at the hands-on working level, um, the the staffing mix, the resource mix is changing, and then um, adaptation, I guess, must happen to attract and retain and develop new talent. Okay, Nick Castellini. And by the way, uh, Shrikamp, I'm looking at your photo. You look very young. Any chance you're a millennial? Uh, I'm not. I'm in my uh, let's say early forties. Really? Okay, you just missed it by a little bit. They're n- they're not too far behind you. You're not too far ahead. Nick Castellini, you always look like you're about 19. Nick, may I ask how old you are? <laughs> um, I'm right out. You know, the the definition of millennial uh, seems to change from source to source. I like to choose yes. a source that says I'm not, but I'm I'm right on that borderline. <laughs> so I was born in 1981. I've seen 82. I've seen 80. So I'm going to go with uh, 82. Um, but yeah, I mean, what he, what um, Neil was talking about was basically exactly what I was bringing up at the top of the hour. I, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, that uh, it's an incredible recruitment tool for for new talent uh, in a finance function. Um, I think that change, uh, as Shrikant mentioned, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's something that that needs to be a gradual change so that the technology you have is is keeping up with the rest of the organization and keeping up with the times to become more effective. Uh, we can't be using green screens. We can't be using technology that's difficult to use, and you have to go and ask 10 other people how to get something done. You know, it, the consumer technology that's available today is very intuitive. You don't often have to look at instructions anywhere. You can just kind of figure it out. Uh, and that's the way that we're hoping that the uh, business-to-business technology is going to be delivered as well. So um, I think it's something that's extremely important. I think it's uh, good for recruitment as new talent comes becomes available uh, so you can get the best talent. And, uh, you know, it's a good opportunity for, for the finance departments to really uh, up their game. Very interesting. Wow, this is a provocative discussion. I'm not, you know, we never know where these conversations are going to go. Neil knows that. Nick knows that, and Shrikanth, now you know that as well. Uh, that's why we say it's unscripted, and we're just going to sit down and talk for an hour. Neil Krefsky, thoughts on what you started? Any thoughts about millennials and uh, digital technology and recruitment tools from Nick, from Shrikanth? What do you think? Well, it, 
It's absolutely a recruitment tool, and it's almost, uh, you know, I, I always kind of, I guess it's the uh, CPA in me. <laughs> I always look at the, uh, the, the, the scary side. More than it being a recruitment tool, if you don't have this available to recruitment tools, you're not even in the game. <laughs> um, it, mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like it's table stakes. You know, it, it, it's, there's an expectation for um, new talent, you know, interviewing w- with a company. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of affects the brand of a company. If, you know, as they're learning more about a company and, and how they work and, you know, even if they get hired and they don't have a chance to really look at the technology they use or they don't ask that in an interview and then they come to the company and they see this is what it's dealing with, there'll be turnover in that slot. (laughs) Um, And that gets around. It gets around to recruiters. It gets around to everything. So, you know, I I almost call it table stakes at at this moment. And that's why I go back to that quote from Bono and the reason I choose the musician and we usually don't talk about finance being the pioneers of a technology revolution, but you know this is a perfect example of it being you know part of that technology revolution. You know the, the new millennial generation will not accept uh, the old way of doing things, the old way of doing a closing, the old way of reporting the books. They just they don't work that way. They don't understand it, and they don't understand it because there's an easier way to do it. You know, in in that case, inexperience is actually an advantage because they don't understand antiquated methods that um, <clears throat> some of the traditional generation uh, is just more familiar with. And they're not going to sit down and take it sitting, sitting still. And that brings us to our predictions round. We're almost out of time. I'm going to give you each... 30 seconds for your prediction. So, Srikam Tama, I'm just going to say I love the year 2020. How far into the future can you look and tell us what will be different about the digital finance professional adapting to innovation at lightning speed? Maybe we'll talk about the digital millennial finance professional of the future. Take it anywhere you want to go. 30 seconds, Srikam, predictions, go. Sure. So what's on my mind is really a mix of thoughts, I guess, you know, uh, things that we discussed during the show today. But but my prediction is that finance is going to see lesser systems to go to to get their information. So more like a central finance, uh, you know, information availability, less duplication, less redundancy, less offline spreadsheets. Um, I see them uh, being able to, you know, bridge the gap between finance function and other functions in the organization, right? So uh, be, be more advisors to other functions of the organization. Predict future performance rather than just reporting what happened in the past and create a competitive advantage for their company. That's what I see happening. Thank you very much. Appreciate that brief and to the point. That's all we had time for. Nick Castellina at Aberdeen Group. Predictions, 30 seconds, mm, 45 seconds, go. Yeah, I mean, in in ten years, I think absolutely everything is going to be delivered on the cloud. Um, it just makes sense for organizations today, particularly smaller organizations, but really organizations of all types, to have that one central source of financial information, uh, and then have the software vendor be able to support that for them very easily. I think that's the way everybody's going to go as they implement new solutions, as ERP solutions change over. We see that happens typically every seven years. Uh, so I, I think that the cloud's really going to be in the targets for, for finance organizations of all types, but I also think um, that's going to enable uh, organizations to have access to 
solutions that are more usable, more functional, uh, have access to uh, more advanced analytics technology. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, so I think that the future is pretty bright. Thank you. I like optimism, Nick. You know that. I appreciate that. Neil Krefsky, I can give you, oh, about 45 seconds as well. Go ahead. Great. Uh, what I see, um, the digital error um, being as a predictor of the future, is it's, I see it changing the traditional career path of the finance professional to where they come in, they're a staff, they're a financial analyst, to a controller, to a VP of finance, to a, a, either a treasurer or a CFO. I think you're going to see the fact that digitalization allows you to be in the moment and be more connected to every aspect of the business open a lot of opportunities for finance professionals to expand beyond where they start to pretty much any area of the business. We're seeing roles like chief transformation officer. We're seeing them go into even areas such as marketing and and, and sales. And I think what this era is allowing, it's giving empowering the finance professional to really be a pioneer than the traditional scorekeeper. Uh, Pioneer versus scorekeeper. Well, you just keep coming up with all of these bon mots. Thank you very much, (laughs) Mr. Krevsky. I appreciate it. And send me your new picture. I love it. Thank you so much to Srikam Tama at Deloitte Consulting. And a shout out to all of our good friends at Deloitte. Thank you for supporting SAP Game Changers Radio over the past four, five and a half years. My goodness, how long? Nick Castellina at Aberdeen Group. Always wonderful to speak with you. I feel better, Nick. You you sounded good to me. The medicine's working. Neil Krevsky at SAP and SAP Finance. Thank you very much and I'm going to do a quick prediction of my own tomorrow 11 a.m. Eastern I'll be back with Coffee Break with Game Changers fascinating topic corporate social innovation good for society good for business we'll have Ashifi Gogo who founded Sproxel in 2009 we'll have Yasmina Zaidman from Acumen Director of Strategic Partnerships and Nish Pangali from SAP's Corporate Social Responsibility CSR organization that's it for now I'm just going to leave you with some thoughts and thank you to Chris Grundy at SAP for sponsoring this series, Michael and the Business Channel team, and here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. I don't care if you're a millennial or a boomer or what your role is. Fasten that seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, helping you to run simple. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to hashtag SAPRADIO. And join host Bonnie D. Graham Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, here on the Business Channel, wishing you a game-changing week.